Welcome to the check-in. Welcome to the check-in. Okay. So, since we're back, y'all already know what it is. Sometimes we cuss. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. Just pretend like we're not. Pretend. You'll be fine. Okay. We're also not mental health professionals. So, if you need to talk to somebody, text HOME to 741741 or, or NAMI yes. to 741741. That's N-A-M-I. And a trained professional will text you back. Yeah. All right. Let's get into this content. Get into this content. But I'm like, you know, I mean, like, I want to give people like the Disney princess experience, but sometimes, you know, Fiona was an ogre at night. (laughs) So that is hilarious. All right. So since we're recording. Um, oh, like, did you want to stop talking about this? Oh, I mean, like, we keep going, but it's not really, it has nothing to do with animation therapy. I'm going to go ahead and just quiet my phone. I definitely did, too, and put it face down like a cheating nigga. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I never went to the bathroom, so good Do luck. you have to? Nope. Do you sure you don't want to take care of that? I'm okay. Because this is at least going to be an hour. It is a mind game. You have to control your body. Okay, and so booty. <laughs> hey y'all. Hey. Okay. Well, we are here and like I didn't say I didn't like you anything. Don't need to do that he, he definitely said that last week. I like it. And the week before last week. I I kinda wanna get one. A little oh, okay. take two. No? Okay. All right, fine. All right, so we're here. We're here. So you want to talk about your um, son for you? Right now? Yeah. Look look how he's looking. He's just like, I don't understand why there's so much animosity in the room. So was that the how how are you doing? Because I'm not well. Um, Because this this little bitch, um, this four-legged bitch Mm. uh, with big ears and fur all over his body, Screwed up right next to my leg. Well, next to my chair. He threw up next to my chair and jumped on my chair, proceeded to cuddle me um, booty and face first in my chest. Wow. He likes he likes to sit on my chest cavity. Yeah. Um, my clavicle is where mm-hmm. he finds solace. And... Um, you know, I thought he was just being cute. Yeah, yeah. I think he was looking for comfort. Mm-mm, mm-mm. What he was looking for was just disrespect. Like that, he was so just like... I don't... Yep, no, cats are evil. So what he did, he threw up and then cuddled me immediately after. Yeah, because he doesn't e- feeling good. Evil. I throw up and like to cuddle. I feel sick. In somebody's clavicle? Yep. Hmm. Ask my honey muffin. He's seen me throw up many a time. You sat on his clavicle? I wanted to cuddle. It's one night I was like, I want to kiss. And he was like, no, you're going to have to brush your teeth first. And I got up and brushed my teeth. Why would you want to kiss after throwing up? I wanted love. I don't. I felt sick and gross and I wanted something to love me. You know what? I think we need to point out the fact that, one, he felt comfortable with you. Because if he would have threw up by my chair, we would have had new slippers in the house. <laughs> he would have died that night. That would have been his last night. Mew, mew, mew. Mew. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, second, he was like, man, 
I know for a fact that this other human is going to be nicer to me if I throw up. And then, oh my gosh, I threw up. I feel icky. Now I'm sad. I don't want to be sad. Other daddy, I froze up. <laughs> and then he laid on you. Fucking bitch. <laughs> I just think why you're still so mad. Because he... Did you... Did you buzz me? You buzzed me? He got a buzz. Uh, get on topic. Is that what that means? Okay, so what kind of therapy would you... <laughs> what kind of therapy do you feel like you need to go through based on what happened to you this morning? A lot of therapy, a lot of therapy that I can't afford. Honestly, so, maybe an exorcism. I just I exorcisms look, make people throw up more. I look at <laughs> I him and this... I feel anger. I touched it. Okay, I want everybody to understand. I stepped in the throw up and touched With it. With a sock on. That is no better. That hey. was a cold sock. All right, it was nasty. Bear throw up on your foot versus a sock. That makes me feel a bit better. The bear throw up was on my fingertips because I touched it. I Why was did like, you? Touch? Because I was confused. I didn't know what it was. See, this is a lesson, and you need to wear your glasses at all times. You know how, like moms, where they're like, "What's on your finger? Is it chocolate or poop?" And then they like lick it. That was from from a movie, but I believe moms do that. Oh my gosh, that video with the little girl. It's, it's chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened to me this morning. Okay, so um, therapy. Well, how are you since you asked me how I was doing? Oh, I was good. I kind of woke up um, and I was about to shower and then I heard like all manner of exclamations, I'll say, from the floor below me. And I called down. I said, friend? And I heard nothing. And then I was like, ah, oh, shit, I'm going to have to investigate because I don't know what the fuck is happening. So I threw on a robe because I was already booty butt ass naked. And I went downstairs and, yep, there was throw up. And I saw that throw up and I almost threw up. It was really nasty. It was very chunky. Um, so, you know, I went and got a glove and a bunch of wipes. And, you know, we, we cleaned that up together. You know, go team. Go team. Um, but I was like, oh, I'm going to put a little baby. Oh, are you tired? Are you exhausted from traumatizing people in this house? You know what? Throw up makes me tired. I go right to sleep. Then you should go to sleep. See, like the throw up, I'm just like, okay, he's sick. I feel bad because he's sick. The peeing, you're perfectly healthy. You're just choosing not to use your litter box because you're a bitch. Exactly. Moral of the story is cats are bitches. Get That's dogs. Dogs pee on rugs and they throw up. But they... But What? Are you speciesist? Because that's what it sounds like. Possibly. Yeah. I just believe that they do think, cats think that they are superior than us. And I don't like that. I don't like that attitude at all. Why do you, why do you think that? Why do you have such a negative opinion of cats? His mannerisms do not imply that he thinks he's superior in this household? Not to me, because that bitch be scared of me. <laughs> You look around the corner like, yeah, yeah, I'm in here, bitch. What you doing? You doing some shit you ain't got no business doing? So, yeah, I don't identify with that because... You're the alpha? I'm the alpha in his bitch. Okay, well, he's betaing me and it makes me upset. All right, so anyway, let's okay. get on topic. Yep. Cool. So, animation therapy. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about how animated things make us comfortable, happy, safe, 
sound and just in one peaceful state of mind. Okay, so when did animation start for you? Because it started for me when I was in a fetus. So when you were in a fetus, like when you weren't even born? Yeah. Okay, cool. That was when the Lord said, hey, you're going to watch cartoons. Yeah. And I'm like... And you're not going to stop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Fetuses don't make... (laughs) You know... I didn't finish. Okay, sorry. I said, okay. And then God was like, yeah, you're a lot of cartoons all your life, though, even into adulthood. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. So, you know. (laughs) It's, um, it was cool when you're a kid, but when you become an adult, it's like, some people, you, they just really don't understand, like, my mode of, like anime, and, I, and I'm not talking about that CGI foolishness, like that Finding Nemo, like 3D animation. You didn't I don't like, like that? that. No, I'm a 2D animation girl. Whoa, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Bad girl. <laughs> I'm looking for a girlfriend. Um, so, that like all the old Disney movies, mm-hmm. Hercules, I love Hercules, Hercules, Mulan, everything that was. 2D animation just really it excites me. I love it. Mm-hmm. So I think because anime is the closest mm-hmm. in today's world that I can get to that, that's what I've always been drawn to. What shirt do you have on there? Uh, this is my One Piece shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love One Piece. It's my favorite. I'm going to get into that in a minute. But, okay. you know, for you, for when me. did you start watching cartoons slash anime? I mean, yeah, cartoons. I would say Embryo. Um, yo, yo, yo. Yo, Embryo. <laughs> um, definitely, I was, you know, I hate to say it, but the TV definitely babysat me. I mm. was all up in that screen watching my Blues no, no, Clues. No, no, no. Oh, blues Clues, <laughs> blues man. Clues. I had the notebook. Me I had too. the crayon. And the crayon, the green crayon. I could never draw like Steve I don't know where he went to the... What college bards he went to. Institute of America. (sighs) Bro. I was just like, how is he drawing chairs like this? (laughs) This is really hard. Um, And I had little clues that I would stick all over the house. I don't remember having the clues. Maybe my parents were like, you don't need that part. Do you hear? You color in this book. Listen, when you're an only child, you get what you need to keep you occupied. Because I had no siblings to torture me. Yeah, I drew on the wall once. And then they decided that, no also had to sit there with 409 and clean it up so i have a very very odd um negative response to 409 you had to clean with 409 as a child yes shit (laughs) it was a purple number five that i drew on the wall at the top of the stairs i will never forget it because i stared at it for a very long time and i was given a rag and 409 and told to clean it why did you do that I don't know why the kids draw on the wall. It's a big canvas. I, I was like, yes, art. I never drew down the wall. Yes, me being an artist. That is incredible. I mean, hey, I'd say you're you're an artiste. You you exhibited you know, that. I'm even scared to paint my walls now. You know how deeply ingrained that is? Damn, that's trauma. Yep. Anyway, um, 
But yeah, Blue's Clues, Hey Arnold, like all them, like classic Nickelodeon, that was my shit. Rocket Power. Yeah. Angry Beavers. I loved Rocket Power. Like Reggie was like an icon for me. Yes. Because it's The tomboy. Yeah. Like if you if you haven't noticed, I'm kind of tomboyish. Oh. Um in my adulthood that has followed me, I just like to be comfortable. Yeah. And yeah. You're the, very much a young man. The I mean, hey. I'm a handsome young man. Yes, you are. That is. <laughs> <laughs> that is just the life I live. It shows me. Um, but Reggie was like an icon to me. So I was like, oh my God, I want to be like Reggie. Hey, can I dab my hair purple? And my mom was like, absolutely not. No. But when I wanted to skateboard, because I like rocket power so much, they thought it would be acceptable to get me a scoot skate with rocket, <laughs> with, uh, rocket power, uh, like themed scoot skate and they were like see reggie's on your skateboard and i was like this is not a skateboard this is a scoot skate skate. this is a skateboard with a bar i hate you guys you guys suck you guys can't do anything right god i'm gonna kill myself sorry that is that was my internal reaction as a child i was so upset but i had to be grateful i was like thanks thanks guys (laughs) speaking of needing it's like thanks guys this is the best gift ever but internally all that shit i just said that's what was going on in my brain okay all right very troubled all right very troubled because i just wanted a skateboard i just wanted to be reggie rocket and reggie rocket i got a scoot skate um but yeah that was my start i mean i think that's everybody's start when they're kids yeah watch animation cool but then adulthood hit and these cartoons hit different yes as an adult that spongebob episode <laughs> wrestling time oh that the- other one though i was like oh my god <laughs> what is happening <laughs> the new spongebob episodes are fucking wild <laughs> they're horrific but i can't stop watching them because i'd be like wow who really Somebody really put this episode together. It was like, it's y'all. It's a plane crash. This is it. Mm-hmm. It, it, it'll resonate for the young millennials out there, or even the old ones. Because I imagine when we're in our 30s, we'll still be watching SpongeBob. We are the young millennials. Yeah, but we'll soon be the old millennials. <laughs> you know how people in their mid-30s are like, oh my god, you millennials are so weird. And I'm like, <laughs> You're, that's you. you yeah you're one of us i'm still claiming that beyonce is a millennial oh okay <laughs> i don't claim nobody's you don't no okay well anyway so animation what's the difference between what what is a comfort show for you a comfort show is a show that i put on to go to sleep really yep that is the comfort for me because i am happiest when i am unconscious <laughs> So, <laughs> oh, madam, yes, that was dark. That's accuracy. Okay, it's right. just like nothing bad happens to you when you're sleeping, unless you're having wild dreams. But okay, then you wake up mm. and you go back to sleep. Mm. Nobody ever just wakes up and they're like, oh, I'm never going back to sleep again unless they're in a Freddy Krueger film. But okay, for me, I'm just like, wow, in these uh, medications that I be on, most of the time I don't even have dreams, really. Yep. Okay. If I take some magnesium and some kratom, though, I'm going to have something going on. But if it's just my regular, regular medication, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, that was a very restful 16 hours and 75 minutes of sleep. Wow. 
You are. Let's do it again. Oh, <sighs> yes. You, yeah, you do like to sleep. But I do. I mean, hey. So comfort for you is being able to sleep. So you put on a show to watch it? So, yeah. <laughs> so it just, it, it wraps me in nostalgia. Okay. And it never lets me go. All right. But the thing is, like, I have to put on stuff I've seen before. Okay. So if I haven't seen it, then I'm going to be interested and I'm going to watch it and I'm not going to go sleep. Yeah. So that's why SpongeBob is my top comfort show. Why? It's just nostalgia. Okay. I always loved SpongeBob. It was always really funny to me. Um, even, you know, going from watching it as, as a, a kid to an adult, to a teenager or a kid, teenager. Middle adult. school, I think is when I started. Yeah. I don't think I watched it when it first came out, which was like 1999 or 98. Um, is but hmm. yeah, sunshine has been over around for over 20 years, which is remarkable. That's beautiful. Um, but it's still funny. Really though. And like, I watched that as a kid and mm-hmm. I watched it as an adult and some of them episodes hit different. Mm-hmm. And I'd be laughing really, really hard. Like, I have really early memories of watching my dad watch Looney Tunes and him, like, cracking up. Really? And I was just like, I've never seen this man laugh so heartily before. That's me and SpongeBob. That's incredible. Looney Tunes, um... I mean, Tom and Jerry. Could you... Could you... Could you... Just rude. Out here being rude? Okay. Like, Looney Tunes... Okay, I can see that. I can see that. Like, there were some funny episodes. Bitch. Anyway. Um, <laughs> you see the superiority complex? Because you finna go outside and doors are gonna close. Just. So you got one more time to do some shit I don't like. I, I don't understand. You better tread carefully, little orange boy. Bitch. Anyway. So. <laughs> um... But yeah, that's comfort for me. It just, it reminds me of good times. I remember watching it with my brother or my mom. So it just, because I don't think my dad really cared for Spongebob, but um, everybody's got a different sense of humor. So my parents definitely, like, at least my mom was just like, I don't like how stupid it is. She didn't like me watching stupid stuff. Like it had to have some overarching lesson meaning or like teach me something because mm-hmm. The TV was my babysitter sometimes. So uh, she was just like, I don't like, like, Caillou was a no. Um, and then, yeah, when SpongeBob came out, she was just like, I'm just, I'm concerned it's too stupid. And I was like, but it's really funny. You don't want me to laugh. <laughs> you don't want me to experience joy. Like, I, do I have to be learning something 24-7? Like, my parents were the type of parents that got me, like, those um, summer workbooks for the weekend like <laughs> i was constantly doing homework sorry to hear that yep so the joy that i could find in cartoons it was it was i hold i held on to it i don't think my parents really policed what my brother and i watched they just didn't want us watching like mature stuff but as mm-hmm. far as like if the tv rating was you know why why four seven why eight seven? whatever <laughs> as long as it wasn't you know like South Park or American Dad or you The know. Simpsons was banned for a while for me. Um, my grandma used to watch The Simpsons and then she stopped because of one episode. I don't re- even remember what it was. But yeah, for the most part my parents didn't like dictate what Matt mm-hmm. and I could watch. We just watched whatever we wanted mm-hmm. and you know, as long as it didn't have, you know, as long as it wasn't an adult cartoon, mm-hmm. 
we didn't really get in trouble for it. So I do appreciate that because I got to watch a whole bunch of different things and um, I got to just be by myself. But I know like a lot of families um, overseas, yeah, they don't have a ton of freaking televisions. Hmm. So that actually went into, you know, me being able to watch whatever I wanted. Because if you have one TV in the house, you're watching what your parents are watching. You don't get an option. Mm-hmm. But if you have like four or five TVs in the house mm-hmm. or as many TVs as people... Then, you know, at least you you get to watch what you want in peace and hee-hee-ha-ha by yourself, so. I had a Barney TV. It was really special. It had a VCR already plugged in. Oh, man. Such good memories. Yeah, I think I've all, like, for the longest time I can remember, I've always had my own TV, so I've always been able to watch whatever I wanted, Mm -hmm. with the exception of going to Grandma's house. Grandma's house, Grandma's house. (laughs) But, yeah, that's comfort for me. SpongeBob just is... Shrouded in nostalgia, and so it makes okay. me think of fonder, happier times. Mm. Um, but there are some other shows that are nostalgic for me, that but also have the therapy okay. part of animational therapy. Are those shows uh, shows with deeper meaning? Yes. Okay, got you. So they have what? like themes that I really. I felt like got to me as a kid mm-hmm. and I was able to like, I changed my worldview and stuff based on these shows. So, um, one of them is definitely Avatar. Okay. The last airbender. What about Legend of Korra? Legend of Korra, I was older, okay. so it's not that it wasn't as good as mm-hmm. Avatar last airbender to me. Avatar last airbender was just the first cartoon I watched that had so many different, themes that were appropriate it Mm -hmm. had um genocide it had Mm -hmm. refugees animal abuse um uh, it had um handicap you know characters and there was an environmental like message right what do you mean like the technology was destroying like the lands and no No. i'm thinking about something else yep never mind cut that out i don't want the weebs to (laughs) attack me i don't want to be canceled Um, okay (laughs) just like these um you know having a parent die Mm -hmm. witnessing a parent die Mm -hmm. just there were so many like adult quote-unquote issues that were perfectly packaged in this show so where they were digestible Mm -hmm. you're dealing with you know looking at people dealing with grief and not being good enough for their parents and just not getting along with their siblings, not yeah. having siblings. Like it was a lot that mm-hmm. was just very, very, very well done. Yeah. And you didn't, you know, you didn't feel like it was like, okay, kids, what did we learn today? Mm-hmm. It was just very organic. Okay. And I love that about the show. It was, you know, you learned a lot and you also, it was just an actual good show. Like yeah. the plot was great. Mm-hmm. The, um, what do you call, uh, I don't have like all my, show critique lingo on me right now because my brain is still on that waffle but it uh the build-up to it was just like an appropriate pace like Mm -hmm. everything was cool about it so avatar definitely you know my sleeve is inspired by avatar last airbender um i have my two koi which if you guys um remember you know when they went to the northern water tribe Am I boring you? No, it is the waffle for me because I didn't do something I needed to do before the show. So I'm just using so much energy 
clenching. I think you need to take a break and nope. go handle that. No, it's okay. No, I really think you do. I'm, it's past now. Can we take a break? It's past. I'm okay. It's past for now. There was a minute where I thought I need to take a break. I was about to be like, Ooh. can you just go, can you go handle that? It's, there's nothing I can do. It's not there right no, now. I just need you to go sit on the toilet and try. <laughs> Now I gotta be like one of those black parents. Just go sit on the toilet and see what happens. I mean, I can just sit on the toilet. Fine. Can you pause it? I feel okay. Bad. Okay. <laughs> I'm very glad that Thanks. you got that out your system. Literally. <laughs> but yeah, so Avatar was just, um, it was all encompassing okay. everything I could have worried about or had an issue with as a child mm-hmm. and rewatching it as an adult. Because, you know, shout out Netflix, they put Avatar The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra Mm -hmm. on their catalog last year, last summer. And watching it as an adult is just really drives a point home Mm -hmm. how well balanced of a cartoon it really is. And it's debated whether it's a cartoon or an anime. I don't get into the weeds of that. I just think it is a really, really, really phenomenal story. Um, and very great storytelling from Brian and the other dude. I can't remember his mm, name. Brian Mike. and the other dude. Mike and Brian, I think. I think he, I think it falls under faux anime. Like, even Boondocks, like... Those are, like, anime adjacent. Um, <laughs> Boondocks, Avatar the Last, Aaron Bender, Samurai Jack. There's mm-hmm. another one that people are like, is it anime? Is it not? Wasn't it, was it like, like Teen sh- Titans? Yes. Okay. Like, they're just great shows. Like... <laughs> I would like to say every great show is an anime, but that's not true. Okay, so, that's not know. how anime is classified. Nope. Okay. Which anime is actually technically a French word. Really? Yeah, I did a project on it in high school. What? It's a French word and it's... Okay, that's that. The more you know. Okay. Yep. But what about you? What is a... Um, <laughs> what's a show that maybe is comfort and also... Um, animation therapy for you okay so i am a huge steven universe fan you stand i stand you stand the fan i think steven universe is the most well-written cartoon in our in our century like i just really think i know i know I, you have to get past the the what do you call it that campy campy episodes. You have to get past the dumb shit. But like the overall, how much dumb shit is there? It is kind of a lot. It's kind of a lot. I feel like all right. So the way the show was produced, it was like oh we have all the time in the world to like fluff out this big huge story, and then all of a sudden like I don't know what happened with Cartoon Network and Rebecca Sugar, but towards the end it started to seem very rushed like Mm -hmm. every episode there was something very key important thing happening that was going to affect the plot Mm -hmm. so when you compare that to like the first two seasons there was a lot of fluff you got to get through with those seasons i don't i know i know but i will say like i've never watched steven universe i think i've maybe watched two or three episodes yeah um and i'm it's i'm not saying i don't like it it's for the steven universe stands don't don't come for me um i just don't think it's my cup of tea because he's so he's, silly yeah he's yeah. very unrelatable as yeah. a as a main character until you get really into what's going on yeah okay and i'd rather like 
for example, mm-hmm. Aang, you started off in like, oh, there was a war. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a whole people group gone. Yes. Like you kind of got all the negative. Oh my gosh, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. And this is where we are mm-hmm. in the middle of this fuck shit. Whereas Steven Universe, it does come off like really campy. It seems yeah. like it's for children. You know, Really, like children, yeah. children, like yeah, not middle school, but like elementary school children. But that's what I love about it. I love that it's so like ridiculous, but watching it as an adult, there's so much meaning behind literally every episode. Mm-hmm. It, it is mind, I mean, they 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 talk about childhood trauma. I'm not trying to spoil anything for anybody, it's really difficult for me to do this, but like, uh, Steven's mom. She is an old hag. Um, She did her best. Mm -hmm. And I think that is something that a lot of our parents, like a lot of millennials, parents who are Gen Xers or boomers, like they did their best. Right. And then when we grow up, we realize that sometimes their best wasn't good enough. Yeah. You can do your best, but also acknowledge a lot of damage to somebody. Exactly. Exactly. And acknowledging that damage is the first step in which you and your child can heal and have a more healthier relationship Mm -hmm. and i feel like having a show like steven universe be as goofy as it is and talk about shit like that i was just like oh this is really powerful and then on top of that there is so much queer shit like i i just love it like Mm -hmm. the gems they are gems but they they are female identifying Mm -hmm. um she her pronouns but they fall in love with each other Mm -hmm. and it's just normalized like i love that there are different aspects and different groups that are just represented and normalized in this in this campy ass dumbass little sh- like you know like yeah. kids are watching this and they're just like okay that's totally fine for pearl to be in love with bismuth or, that's not what happens that's not a spoiler but mm-hmm. that's totally fine with pearl and bismuth to be in love because they're gems like there's no like mm-hmm. they're not scissoring on cartoon <laughs> network but at, you know they are two girl identifying characters that like have a crush on each other i will say that i do think that steven universe for the uh, i want to say the era in which it came out Mm -hmm. i wouldn't i wouldn't be mad to say steven universe is the avatar the last airbender of its time Mm -hmm. like it does a very good job of mixing in themes and um quote-unquote issues Mm -hmm. that are something you run into a lot Mm -hmm. whereas you know like i remember (laughs) I remember when Cora ended mm-hmm. and the ending scene, um, spoilers. So if you haven't, you know, heard this, like skip ahead like 30 <laughs> seconds, but they, um, they had a moment where Cora and Asami go into the spirit world together mm-hmm. and they were like, Oh my goodness, lesbians. And we're like, maybe, yeah, that mm-hmm. happens sometimes. <laughs> That's a thing. Like, so let's move on. I- and the yeah. same thing with Lynn. She mm-hmm. is uh, assumed to be... Um, Lynn? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes, okay. And the um, the daughter, uh, I forget her name, Kaya. Kaya, the daughter as well, mm-hmm. um, assumed to be lesbian too. So it's just like... Hmm. Okay, let's move on. Yeah, I mean, this, the whole point is is it, people are like, oh, it's the gay agenda. No, it just happens. Like, and getting, people be gay. Yeah, like getting <laughs> kids exposed to that. And I know there are a lot of different uh, p- 
positions on this. Mm-hmm. I don't have children. I have a cat and three plants. But if I did have a kid, I think I would want them to start experiencing meeting, you know, and seeing mm-hmm. gay people yeah. and queer people so that they're not like taken aback when they see yeah. it in real life because that's what's going to happen. Exactly. Like not everybody who's queer is, you know, like dressing in drag and walking around. Yeah. But there are some people who do. So it's just like, yeah. I appreciate that there are some cartoons that they're not out here being wild. Mm-hmm. Like they're, it's not sexualized, mm-hmm. but it's giving kids exposure. So they're learning about things that mm-hmm. sometimes they otherwise would not see or learn about. Exactly. Cause <laughs> families be trash. Yeah. And that is what Steven Universe has taught me. That families so are So is it mostly, trash. you know, family dynamics that yeah. it focuses on? The family dynamic really hit home for me. Um, it was just the most relatable to me on a, like, spiritual level. Like, I, um, I, ha- I had the realization today where I was telling you about Steven Universe. And I was like, wow, it was really powerful how, like, Steven was busy, like, trying to take care of everybody else but not Mm. take care of himself. And um, he ended up turning into, like, a monster. And um, you proceeded to point at me and was like, oh, is this why you like? Wow. Disrespect. Um, I I just don't understand why I'm being pointed at. But, you know, it really resonates for me. It really hits home because I, too, like to distract myself with helping others Mm -hmm. instead of focusing on what I need to be working on for myself. And um, sometimes I crash. And, like, Steven Universe Future, that's essentially what happens. Sorry if that was a spoiler, but if you're watching the show, that's kind of what happens. Like, Steven is so used to helping people that he just completely lose sight loses sight of helping himself and i think i mean like obviously your animation therapy is going to gear towards what speaks to you more Mm -hmm. and that's how i felt about avatar yeah ang was you know i don't want this responsibility like Mm -hmm. i didn't choose to be this person like my friends won't play with me anymore Mm -hmm. everybody thinks i'm better than them Mm -hmm. that's not what i want I don't want to fight people. He's very, very pacifist. He just wants everybody to get along. And you see how every decision, even though it was very, very Mm well-meaning, just made things worse. And, you know, if you really get into the Avatar lineage, you see why, you know, Avatar Roku's Mm -hmm. mistakes ended up being the reason why Aang's whole (laughs) genocide happened to the Air Nomads. Yeah. So... You can literally go through the line. You see a strong avatar, um, like Avatar Kyoshi, mm-hmm. and you see where her strength caused, you know, the Earth Kingdom to become weak. Mm-hmm. And the Dai... Uh, Dai... 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 Yeah, thanks. <laughs> the Dai Li um, was started, but then you see how big of an issue the Dai Li becomes mm-hmm. in Avatar Aang's... Um, time frame so Mm -hmm. it's just you know you can do all these well-meaning things but everything has a natural consequence and a natural Mm -hmm. reaction and Mm -hmm. i saw a lot of myself in many of the characters um especially katara and especially ang where it's just like you're trying to do the right thing and you're trying to care and love and take care of people Mm -hmm. but you're sensitive and you don't want to hurt people (laughs) so you end up putting yourself in this little bubble which Mm -hmm. is essentially what ang did to himself 
he's in an iceberg nobody yeah. can hurt him he doesn't have to do anything yeah so i really that hit home for me because i was just like man i didn't sign up for all this responsibility i didn't want to do all this stuff i just want to be like chill and mm-hmm. have friends and you can't when you're being quote unquote elevated by other people. Mm-hmm. And I know that was an experience I had with adults who were like, Oh, Tiffany's so smart. She's so this, she's so that. And I'm like, I didn't ask to do all these things. This is what you expect of me. And so I'm mm-hmm. doing it. But now I feel like you're telling me I'm the golden child and nobody else likes me. now. And you're burnt out. So, mm-hmm. you know, I really, really, really appreciate that about, Avatar, and of course, any show that you watch where you see yourself is mm. going to be more meaningful to you. But is there um, is there anything else for you, or is it mostly Steven Universe that did it? I mean, I could talk about Steven all day. Like, <laughs> I I turn the movie on for like comfort, mm. but the show itself is um, like therapeutic for me because it's very like. It really taps into like self love and discovering yourself and um, appreciating your gifts for what they are and believing in yourself and changing for the better and all these beautiful things that I'm just like sometimes I just need reminders. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, for funsies, I also pop on Adventure Time. Okay. I Adventure Time is so fucking long. Yes. It is annoying how long it is. <laughs> like, I really remember when it first came on, and I love the show, mm-hmm. when the, when it really started, because I feel like it didn't initially have a, a plot. standard plot. Yeah, yeah I no. feel like it was just antics, and it was a good time to watch. Yeah. But then it started developing a plot, and then I was like, oh, I got to really pay attention to this. And yeah. I really had my eye on Peppermint Butler, because I know he'd be on some other type shit. He is very suspicious. Very suspicious. Wasn't it just one episode where he kind of did something crazy? But other than that, he was okay. That one thing, that's like me being like, oh, I'm cool, but I can summon a demon sometimes. That's like, um, can we unpack that? Because why are you able to do that? People have gifts? I don't know. Nope. Okay. Nope. Not right. that one. Not that one. But I do have my Adventure Time shirt that my dad got me for Christmas one year. Like, shouts out to Pops. But um, I love the show. I mm-hmm. just, I, I stopped watching really after Finn and Flame Princess Really? Out. It really hurt my heart because I really love them together. And I hate Bubblegum. Well, I hate her with a dying that passion. That storyline rounded out on HBO Max. Adventure Time had a little spinoff. And, spoiler, uh, Bubblegum Princess and Marceline. Uh, Marceline have always been a couple. And, like, this little Adventure Time Distant Land movie it literally went through the whole timeline about shit with them. And I was just like, this was happening right before our eyes. I didn't even know. <laughs> I love, I, I definitely love Marceline and mm-hmm. Bubblegum better than I liked Finn and Bubblegum. Yeah. Which, Which arguably, is, like, is this... Bubblegum tried to make Finn more, more, more smarter. I feel like <laughs> Bubblegum just used him. But he was so infatuated with her that he didn't care. And so I was just okay. like, ugh, I don't like this at mm. all. But I do want to watch the whole thing at some point in time. But you're right. It's really freaking long. It's so, so long. Even though I can, <laughs> I sat there and watched all of One Piece, uh, which was like 800 episodes in one year. Huh? So I can't make myself do that. You, but I could not make myself do that. Um, with Wait, hold yes? on. You sat and watched 800 episodes within... What's the period of time you did a that? A year. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay, okay. Uh, 
How did you break that up? I washed as much as I could until I wanted to throw up with my eyeballs, and then I stopped. That's impressive. Yeah, it's a good show. It's a good show. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure you could you could sit through Adventure Time. I don't think and they got the episodes are shorter. Yeah, they got like twenty one minutes tops. But One Piece, like it, it's just world building is a one. The characters okay. are just freaking awesome. The okay. laughs, the laughs in One Piece are iconic. Okay, but is that your favorite anime? Would you say? That's hard. I can't. Give, is my top five okay. definitely in my top five okay um but i don't think that i have one just favorite anime but one piece is just ask me my favorite man so the weeps I can get mad cry <laughs> okay what's my favorite you ready you ready what's your favorite <sighs> death note is just phenomenal because light motherfucking yamagi is just the man. He's the man. Everybody in this room is mad at me right now. They're mad. They're mad, and I can sense their anger. You see Louis' face? I feel... You see how he's looking at you? I feel like Light, uh, really... Uh, YG? Um, no. Light, yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I feel like he gets a bad rap. He was Because well, he's evil! He was well-intentioned, and honestly, okay... If we think about it, if we think about it, if there was a way to control, you know, heinous crimes, and there was... You know that's not the issue with Light, because he was killing a lot of people <laughs> who didn't do shit. I mean, he had to protect, you know, his, his identity, his secrets. He was like Superman. I think... He was like Batman. Batman doesn't murder people who find out his identity. He'll beat the shit out of him, though. He doesn't murder them. <laughs> that scene where he murdered homegirl who's trying to find yeah. out why her fiance died. Yeah. That was fucked up. That was pretty fucked up. But I mean, but collateral, but? collateral damage. Isn't that what you say in war times of war? No, that is not a war. War against saving the soul of the earth. Humanity. I pretty sure if you counted how many people he needlessly killed versus the people who deserve to die quote unquote um it would be a little heavy on the didn't need to die side so light to me was like jigsaw in the saw movies that's how i viewed his character as like well-intentioned but sometimes he missed the mark really really bad i feel like jigsaw still only murdered people who did fucked up shit It was a spectrum, though. Like, some were worse off than others. And I was just like, did they really have to die like that? He still <laughs> killed people who <laughs> fucked up. Light is killing people because he can and he feels like he's smarter than them. That is not a good reason to kill people. I don't know. I, I guess. Don't ever let this one get a death note. Because I, we clearly see what kind of person she would be. I fucked with death note heavy. It was just really, I like that dark anime, right? And so but you I'm, don't have to like the evil character in the dark anime. I'm aware. I'm aware of this. Why don't I'm you just learning. like the mom in Promise Neverland, huh? How about that? How about you like her? Because that's different, okay? Oh, do 
that takes me back to parental issues and i don't <laughs> like you know like okay so i'm new to anime i'm just getting into stuff i have a running list of shit i need to watch i've only watched death note like fully watched death note fully watched demon slayer and fully watched promise neverland those are the only three everything else i've dabbled in um my hero academia i've dabbled in attack on titan but it's just like those three those are the only ones that kept my attention for a long period of time <laughs> so i don't know if that means something's wrong with me i don't yeah, know probably it's okay though <laughs> go ahead <laughs> the mom in promise neverland like i don't like when you when you just no that didn't sit right with my soul because they looked up to her as their mom. Yep. And she did that fuck shit. Her job? Light wasn't nobody's daddy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, nobody was looking up to maybe his girlfriend at the A time. lot of people in the world were looking up to him. And he was murdering <laughs> the police force. The mom got under my skin, okay? She was feeding her children. Good food. She was feeding them good food. She was feeding them good food. That's right. No spoilers. Um, I just did not like how she flipped. She redeemed herself. She redeemed herself. And I, I was. Just, I, I, no spoiler for me. I ain't finished yet. You read the manga, didn't you? I didn't finish it. Oh. Yeah, because there's like five arcs I got to read through to get to the end. So that's the thing about Promise Neverland. So I don't read shit. Um, I read shit. You read shit. So when I'm watching shit, I'm realizing there's a whole other storyline that I don't even get. Mm-hmm. Um, Goldie Pond was such a good art. I'm a, I'm satisfied. I'm a satisfied fan. Like, if they want to make a movie into that, as it is, do it. I'll go watch it. Okay. Yeah, but nah. If you call yourself mom and you backstab me, fuck you and the click you claim. She's literally just doing her job. She is being a horrible human being doing her job she ain't got no options nah there's always a choice there's always a choice what are her options not doing what she was doing okay spoilers uh, skip ahead a minute so <laughs> she literally was either going to become food herself or she was gonna have the ability to have a kid and then become a mom bro her those s- are your only two options her own flesh and blood son was at that farm yeah and she didn't fuck with him she gave him an opportunity to be a fucking spy so she didn't have to kill him. She is she she tried to finesse the system as much as she could. She really did. But she was still offering up babies to be eaten. What else was she supposed to do? Kill herself, off yourself, fuck it. Just suicide. Like in fucking Chink Demon Slayer, where he's like, uh, wow. <laughs> it was gonna happen regardless though. It was I... just gonna be a new person. Taking care of them kids. She's probably thinking at least I give them a good home. Bro, that at little girl. At least they girl. have the... Connie? Mom. Mom, I'm so happy. <laughs> I don't want to leave now. I'm going to miss you guys so much. Bro, how do you live with yourself after doing some shit like that? That's the only life she has. <sighs> no. I, I, again, parental issues. That's probably my. That's probably my land. My just my know. land in the sign. My <laughs> line in the sand. You have a person 
who is trapped in a system where she has no options, and then a random high schooler who finds a book and decides to start going on a murder spree. Yeah. And you identify with the person who goes on the murder spree. He goes on a murder spree with a purpose. He has a purpose. His purpose gets lost after episode three. I don't understand. Come on. There's episode three? There's so many episodes. Yes, exactly. (laughs) His downward spiral starts very quickly. Light has demons, but again, he was but, not nobody's this daddy. But that it, keeps he happening. He was nobody's daddy. He was a boyfriend that he, murdered his girlfriend. He was a boyfriend. Used the shit out of her. I knew that wasn't gonna last. I was like, that bitch is dumb. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't understand why you're sticking up for this man. I know it's it's toxic. I'm aware of this. I worked that out in therapy. Okay, I know what I like and what I don't like. If I'm calling you mom, don't fucking offer me up to be eaten like a fucking five course meal to a Technically, demon she a foster mom that's even worse that's a whole other system that we need to abolish is that what promised neverland was mirroring the foster care system no it's mirroring <laughs> it's mirroring fucking animal farms <laughs> be a vegan that's what the promised neverland the vegan agenda yep oh god stop eating things that have feelings okay I guess that's true. Yeah. I, I caught on to that. I was just like, is this like veganism in my I don't face? Being thrown in my face? I'm going to forever look at you sideways because you like light that much. <sighs> Elle was my little baby. Elle was my baby. I mean, Elle was okay. What about when Elle was played by Lakeith Stanfield? Did you like that? I didn't see that. You didn't I watch that movie? I purposely <laughs> make sure I don't see things that are going to upset me. I avoid those things. I just wanted to see what what the what the uproar was about. Remember you know? when I told you earlier that like 2D is my thing? Mm-hmm. Once anything becomes a live action, it is boo-boo. Okay, so what do you think about this Avatar remake that Netflix is going to It's going to be boo-boo. Even with the original guys? They're not in it anymore. Ah, uh, they... Uh... They had differences. They would not listen to Brian and I think his name is Mike. <sighs> and so they left the project. Oh, yeah, it's going to be boo-boo. Yeah, I just... My issue is with live action, a lot of times the integrity of the story gets fucked up. Mm -hmm. And so then I'm not watching the same story. I don't care. Mm -hmm. So, no, don't do that. Some things are not meant to be live action. I agree. I'm okay with that. Disney live actioning everything is not... Live action animation of animals? Like, that shit was weird to me. Live action Lion King! It's not live action. Okay. That is animation. The Jungle Book was actually really good. John Favreau, 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 he can direct. I see his vision. However, the Lion King, I think the Lion King just took it too far. I don't know. I just, I was not a fan. I was like, ah. everything doesn't need to be remade. Like I'm okay, especially when there's no like human to balance out the cgi mm-hmm. like the jungle book was cool because they had Mowgli as a real character and i've seen that before that was not unusual to me mm-hmm. so i was just like okay this looks this looks good but like just straight cgi lions tigers and bears oh my i was like ooh, i do not like i do not like it at all i'm just i'm very partial to 2d i think there's a lot of art um, a lot of effort in that art form that I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. And it's just always going to be near and dear to my heart. Maybe it's nostalgia because that's what I grew up with and mm-hmm. that's what I like, but 
excuse me, it is what it is. It is what it is. But yeah, I think, um, I mean, I touched on one piece very briefly, but if you have, you know, it in your heart Mm -hmm. to watch almost, I think we're at like 947 episodes, maybe, you know, go ahead and watch one piece. It's also one of those shows that's very dynamic in what it talks about. Um, definitely talks about family issues, talks about, you know, losing people, being the black sheep of Mm. the world, Mm. um, racism. Mm. It talks, it talks about a lot of stuff. It talks about all the shit. Yeah. And I'd be wanting to cry. Oh my gosh. If you watch the, so everybody has a tragic backstory, right? Because it's anime. Mm -hmm. But. Robin, the character Robin, or mm. is she on my shirt right here? Okay. Her backstory is so freaking sad, bro. And why does it have to be sad? They all have sad backstories. They're pirates. Nobody chooses that life. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, let's see. This dude, his best friend died mm. and was like a master. She wanted to be a master swordswoman, mm-hmm. the first ever, and she ended up dying from some sickness or something like that. Mm-hmm. And this dude, he just wanted to be with this badass bitch, but he was poor and ugly, and she's rich and white, and he couldn't be with her. And he almost starved to death um, on an island, mm-hmm. and so he's the cook, and so he can never refuse anybody a meal, even if they're an enemy, because he knows what it feels like to almost have starved to death. Mm-hmm. So, like, these are the kind of backstories you're getting, and his backstory beyond that is even sadder because his dad was a piece of shit his whole family was a piece of shit to him except for his sister sisters <laughs> but yeah everybody's story on here is sad everybody's story and the dude in the middle the man character with the hat luffy his name is luffy monkey d luffy all right I see his cosplay all the time. Like it's easy. Yeah, <laughs> straw I mean, hat, red shirt, and some <laughs> blue shorts. Yep, sandals. I fucked with it. I'm just like, oh, look at that character from an like, anime. This is you. You're Chopper. I'm Chopper. Yeah, he's a little talking reindeer. He's really cute, but he can transform into this hideous, very strong monster. He's also the doctor of the ship. He takes care of people. Why are you laughing? I don't understand if I should feel insulted or inspired. Inspired. Okay, cool. I'm a talking reindeer. Yep. They always call him a raccoon dog and he'd be mad. He's like, I'm not a raccoon dog. I'm a reindeer. God damn it. He doesn't sound like that, but he actually (laughs) sounds really cute. Oh my God. But yeah, so One Piece is one of those other very, very dynamic and I can't get into everything because there's so much content with that one, Um, but Really, if you are one of those people like, and you didn't watch it because it's so long, you can suck a toe. And Whoa. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's not a good reason not to watch a show. Mm. That's a good reason to like put off watching a show, but to never watch it just because it's long. One Piece will never end. Okay. Well, we hope it ends before Oda dies because if he dies before this has an ending, we are going to reanimate that man and he's going to get to writing them little manga pages until that story finished. All those words you just said, I have no idea what they mean. That's okay. It's the creator. He just cannot die <laughs> oh, until okay. the story is finished. Okay. Yeah. Like- because we, we neck deep in this. This has been going on for, I believe, over 20 years as well. Is the so- creator old? He, he a little up there, but like Uncle Iroh. I don't think he's that old. Okay. I actually don't know. 
Engineer, how old is Oda? 80s? I want to say he's in his 70s. 60s is not bad. Depending on how he's taking care of himself. He, he might be okay. He might be okay. I mean, Japanese people live forever. Except yeah. for the, the mangakas, man. They'd be running them into the ground. The creator of Berserk just died. He's in 46. his 50s. 46, that's good. Oda is 46. Long live Oda. Okay. Wow. Wait, so the creator of Berserk just died mm-hmm. and... The fandom lost their mind, or oh no, we're just sad. Mm. We're just sad he's gone. Berserk okay. was very, very dark anime. So if that's something that you like, it's kind of gives Game of Thrones ish. So like a like a medieval with some demons mixed in a little weird Christianity flair, and um, uh, that's what we got going on. That's what we got going on. So okay. You want to talk about some current events? Okay. <laughs> that was a what? terrible segue. Was it bad? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't really know. You put me in a tight spot here. I don't really... It's, it's told you it's hard. Next time, me. don't show her. Just show me. Yeah, just because show Because she sucks at this. I don't really... You're a boo-boo at this. Sorry. Speaking of boo-boos... <laughs> Somebody made a very big boo-boo on their bank account. Let's talk about Naomi Osaka. So, she got fined $15,000 because she declined to... um, That's fine. Are you good? You got your eyes together? She declined to have a post-match uh, interview or whatever the hell. Mm-hmm. Um, she declined for mental health reasons and the official statement from her is that she chose not to honor her contractual obligations. Um, so that was a choice on her part. But what this brings up for me mm-hmm. is that athletes, actors, actresses, dancers, any really anybody in the inter- entertainment industry, mm-hmm. they're like forced to do all this PR. And, on a happy and some of them are not capable of doing that. Mm-hmm. Like... Naomi really refused for mental health reasons. That's yeah. what she said she refused for. Not because mm-hmm. she didn't feel like it. Not because she, you know, was sleepy. Like, yeah. for mental health reasons. And yeah. we've seen her cry. We've mm-hmm. seen her have, you know, issues being in front of other people and expressing her emotions. Mm-hmm. So why is this a 15000 fine, $15,000 fine for her to say, hey, I'm not mentally okay to do this right now? Because it's not like she's never done it. It's not like, you know, this is a long stream of her saying, oh, mm-hmm. I'm not doing any post-match interviews. Mm-hmm. Like, no. What the flip is the problem? So the problem is, uh, didn't somebody on Fox News be like, shut up and dribble? Like, oh yeah, isn't that the mentality? Like, you are in this world to entertain us. You must do what we say. Shut up and play tennis and then answer our questions if you don't feel good afterwards. Like... And I think her reasoning was, I mean, she she didn't even have to explain herself, in my opinion. But she was just like, you literally see athletes, like, break down in a press conference because they're being asked these inappropriate questions Mm -hmm. or these redundant questions. And they're just in a horrible state of mind. I don't feel like subjecting myself to that. And I think that's that's fair fair and valid. But her being fine for it, I mean, it just goes to show you that these industries don't really give a damn about... I really want to see some contracts come out where they're not forcing 
you know, their contractee. Would that be the sports agencies to do or the, the press? Like, I don't know where press runs fall in line with a contract. Like, who are you obligated to do that for? And honestly, like, why does it have to happen, like, right after the match? Like, there are so many other things that can be done to try to mitigate this for people who honestly are not, you know, I'm very introverted myself, Mm -hmm. so this is very near and dear to my heart that I'm like, okay, if I'm really good at baking, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be on a baking competition. (laughs) I just do this because I love it, and it's something that's fun for me. But if you take... You know, take the fun out of doing it. Like, oh, yeah, we want you to bake a three-tier banana bread. Okay, I got you. Now, tell us what you were thinking about. Please get away from me. Like, I hate that when I watch cooking shows. They're like, hey, what are you doing over here? Not being distracted? Could you leave? Like, I really, I really hate that that some people have to deal with it because Mm. it takes away from them doing what they actually love to do. And mm-hmm. uh, Heath Ledger was one of those people who, phenomenal actor. And I think he got a lot of his flowers before he even died from yeah. other actors mm-hmm. um, and directors and producers. But he was awful at yeah. PR when they would send him out to, you know, like drum up mm-hmm. interest in these movies and these projects that he was in. He was awful in front of the camera that Terrible. way. And so uncomfortable he he shouldn't have been forced to have to do that Mm -hmm. because honestly somebody who's not able to actually drum up (laughs) excitement about a project because they're nervous or because they're anxious Mm -hmm. or because they don't like being in front of the camera that way you have full pr teams yeah handle that with somebody else who can do it like i just it hurts it hurts my heart because i I know what it feels like to have to be in the middle of something that you don't want to be in Mm -hmm. like i'm very much a backstage hand where I'm like oh I'll do all the things behind the scenes but Mm -hmm. please don't put me like right in front of the camera because I don't want to be I mean yeah I agree with that that statement even though we're in front of the camera right now do we have an audience of thousands because I thought it was three people watching us maybe we might blow up you never know and maybe you'll never know what I do next (laughs) like oh yeah Tall Twin is resigning. Uh, Had enough. Thanks. Like, somebody will offer us a fucking tour, and you just will disappear. I will be like Daft Punk. I'm going to wear a helmet, and then I'll be out there. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Like, whatever it takes for me to be comfortable, that is, like, my primary concern. And for an athlete... You don't want to have to play mental games where you're while you're trying to train and be prepared for mm-hmm. next matches and shit because it's all a mental game with your you're an athlete. You yeah. have people shouting, people who think you ain't shit, mm-hmm. people who think you are the shit even though you're just trying to you're just trying to do what you're doing. Just trying to live your life. So props to Naomi, like I'm glad that she ate that 15 like I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure she could eat that 15 anyway but like I'm glad she was like no I'm not gonna be bullied into doing this even if it's a contractual obligation my mental health comes first Mm -hmm. and I fuck with her heavy for that amen think about your mental health first speaking of mental health yeah Michelle no Tanitria Michelle Williams (laughs) has a new book out this is not sponsored at all but um, I pre-ordered this book because I thought it was cute and I like mental health shit. And I forgot that I did that four months ago. Because it was cute. <sighs> God, I have a problem, man. Yeah, you are a book whore. I have a problem. But um, yeah, she's talking about her struggles with depression. 
Um, her book, Checking In, just released this week. And, you know, I'm trying to trademark that phrase or whatever. How getting real about depression saved my life. Yeah. It can save yours. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested and intrigued in the book. Um, I have heard about her story and her battles. She is a survivor of a suicide attempt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's kind of cool. I, I think it's cool that the conversation is becoming normalized mm-hmm. about mental health problems and specifically depression. But it's, it's something about the way depression is brought up in these like settings or in, in this commercial way. I don't know what it is, but it's irking me. I don't know what it is. I'm, I don't know. I don't know mm. why. Um, I think it's because of my own personal, like, I am still seeing depression through my, with my stigma lens on. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel weird and awkward talking about it. That's why it's irking to me. Oh. So I think it's a, something I need to self-reflect with myself. It's interesting because we have a... A whole podcast dedicated to talk about mental health. Yeah, no, I know. I know, I know, I know. I know. But <laughs> it's like... If de- the conversation around depression isn't presented in a certain way, then people like people in my family will think it's a spoiled American problem. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like they won't take it seriously. And I just I get worrisome about how serious the conversation is being taken mm-hmm. um, with this. Nothing's wrong. Nothing's been like triggering or said inappropriately like because it's her experience you can talk about your experience and your experience will show other people that they are not alone and that's important Mm -hmm. but I think that in terms of the seriousness the conversation should be taken I mean it it depends on the person that's hearing the message and unfortunately there are some people that still don't think it's real they think it's just a sad feeling when it's more than that Mm -hmm. i really fucking hate when people are like oh yeah sadness really sucks huh or like yeah i'm sad too what if it was that simple um my life would be a whole lot easier but it's not just sadness and that's the thing that i've been trying to be gracious with other people who don't understand because I didn't understand until I experienced it. Mm-hmm. Depression is just a really tricky yeah. feeling. Mm-hmm. And it's tricky feeling because it's, it's fucking up your brain. Your brain mm-hmm. manages your feelings. It mm-hmm. manages everything in your body. So it's hard to conceptualize something that doesn't always have physical manifestations. Mm-hmm. And people go like, oh, brain thoughts feelings intangible yeah sure me too Mm -hmm. and they don't really understand that no this is a this is a chemical reaction that has you know very real physical side effects Mm -hmm. for people who deal with this every day and there's different you know different um like severities of Mm -hmm. depression so yeah you might have you know seasonal depression yeah and you only have to really worry about that you know maybe once or twice a year Mm -hmm. or you maybe have like you know major depression or reoccurring depression something that you know some of it that happened in your life that every time that year you get really depressed Mm -hmm. even though that situation happened 10 years ago Mm -hmm. so 
depression is not a one size fits all. Some people got yeah. Yeezys. Some people got Adidas. Mm. Some people got Crocs. Like your depression yeah. is just going to hit different depending on what happened to you yeah. or, you know, what runs in your family. Because, yeah, sometimes it's hereditary mm-hmm. or sometimes it's just triggered. Like mm-hmm. people handle stress differently. So it's it's hard to have that conversation with a demographic that's mostly thinking, okay, you have cancer. Mm-hmm. Cancer is the same thing with every person. It's a bunch of cells doing a bunch of shit. <laughs> and it's just like, you have pancreatic cancer. Mm-hmm. You have lung cancer. Yeah. Like These things hit different depending mm-hmm. on what kind you have. And that's understood because that's a physical thing. Yeah. Whereas with depression or any mental health issue, people are just like, just think better. Yeah. And it doesn't it doesn't work like that. So it's not that simple. Some people need a very pragmatic, scientific approach to what de- uh, depression is. Mm-hmm. And some people who are really empathetic, you know, they're they're good on going, oh, yeah. you just feel like crap every day. I can't imagine. I'm so sorry. I think I need that pragmatic, scientific approach. Like, I definitely need both. <laughs> I, but but somebody like checked me. They're just like you know when you when you're thinking all science based, you you minimize the effects of the uh, environment, the environments, mm-hmm. and just stigma and experiences and adverse childhood experiences, all that stuff. And I'm just like, okay, I don't want to do that. That's fine. I can. I can see the importance in having both, mm-hmm. but I feel like when it's not coming from a medical point of view, the message just gets lost. And that's the only thing that I fear is happening. Like the more we talk about mental health, the better. But when the science is not like backing it up sometimes for some people, mm-hmm. then they just going to think it's a bunch of sad people being sad. And it's very hard to have a conversation with somebody who is committed to misunderstanding. Mm, And I know that there are a lot of people that feel that way, whether it's older people or people who feel like, you know, Oh, I've had it worse. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like that. It's, it's again, very hard to articulate to somebody that has not experienced it Mm -hmm. because it, it is hard to explain. Mm -hmm. Like I've definitely, you know, before I broke up with my ex, I sat there and tried to educate him. I tried to explain because I know mm-hmm. he wanted to help. And, you know, at that point in time, I wasn't really committed to us, you know, not being together. So mm-hmm. I was trying to give him the tools. Mm-hmm. He couldn't he couldn't do it. Yeah. He just it either, you know, freaked him out and it was, a, you know, five alarm issue anytime something happened mm-hmm. or he like really minimized it to, oh, you just feel sad today. Here's a hug. And so, yeah, you need to have that scientific, pragmatic part, but you also need to have that just pure empathy. Like, I just Mm -hmm. feel shitty today. Can you just be with me in my shittiness Mm -hmm. and not recommend things? Like, it's funny because I talked to my honey muffin the other day and I was like, I always need comfort first. And he was like, no, because at one time you were like, I don't need a hug. I need this problem fixed. And I was like, oh, I do remember that. (laughs) Oops. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to just try to do my best to tell you what I need when I need it. (laughs) You got to take it one day at a time. It's hard. Your needs alter. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just, you know, there are some days like this past week, I was manic as fuck. I had like two really good days and then I had three very shitty days Mm. and one night where I was like, yay, I'm happy. And then the next day I felt like crap again. So like 
it's hard. It doesn't, depression and mental health doesn't fit in a box Mm -hmm. because it affects so many different things of your life. Your ability to have relationships, Mm -hmm. your ability to function, Mm -hmm. your ability to do very basic things because you're fighting your brain every single moment. Mm -hmm. You are fighting yourself every single day. Mm -hmm. So being already tired when you wake up because you're trying to fight with yourself to take a shower it's hard yeah so fucking hard you know be i guess what i want to say to people is like yes if you're interested in mental health you Mm know check out checking in check out checking in with Demetria um, michelle williams from destiny's child and you know check in with us because check in with us we've been checking in for like a year now she's just checking in now but yeah. um <laughs> but yeah it's like you know get a wide variety of mm-hmm. opinions and resources um, yeah, to see people's different experiences because everybody, like I said, they, yeah. they're wearing different shoes in this mm-hmm. mental health world. It, it sucks. Mm-hmm. So be patient with yourself while you're learning mm-hmm. and be patient with the other people who are trying to educate you. If you have anybody in your life who has a mental health issue who is trying to educate you, be patient with them. Yeah. Because it's hard. Very hard. It's very, very difficult. And um, that's it. Amen. Preaching over here. Woo, woo, woo. All right. Well, then that's it. That's all I wanted to cover. Um, I'm excited to read the book. I'll let y'all know about it. Maybe later on in the year because I have some other books that I haven't read. Um, I'm not reading nothing. Maybe read Promise Neverland. Maybe Black Clover. Finish my animation therapy in the form of like comics. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. It is. That is fine too. It is the finest. Of Amen. Finest. Boo 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 boo. Shoo shoo shoo. I don't know what we're talking about next week. Ooh. Audio engineer, what are we talking about next week? Oh, Ooh. I'm prepared. I don't know either. Okay. <laughs> Whoever gets there first gets a free donut. A free donut? Yep. Oh my god. Hmm. Got to keep the budget small for free prizes. I like donuts, especially uh-huh. when they're free. I like the donuts, especially when they're free. All right. We're talking about mm, remember that one time in bed camp. I win. I get a free donut for me. <laughs> Wait, remember that one time in band camp? Yes, remember that one time in band camp. Okay. I don't know what that means, but we're going to be talking about it. Wow. You could have just pretend like you knew. No! No! <laughs> you know what it means now? Yeah. Okay, so guys, see from her reaction, it's going to be a really good episode. So tune in for that next episode. Remember that one time in BAM Camp. And also, remember, love yourself. Love each other. And continue to be that beautiful little galaxy that you are inside. Continue to be the beautiful galaxy that you are inside. <laughs> you forgot to do the life's a bitch, but that's okay. It's not. <laughs> Life's a bitch because it pees on your rug and then it throws up on your roommate's side of the living room. No, 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 no. It scratches you. Then it, well, no, it pees, then scratches, then throws up, and then cuddles. Can't relate. Anyways, see you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.